0: I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord, I Welcome to the gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. This is our 100th episode, a special episode where we've interviewed some of our local volunteers to get them to share their favorite testimony or a word of encouragement. We know that it will be a blessing to you, so stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. And as we promised a few weeks ago, this is a special episode because this would be our or is our hundredth episode.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. You believe that?
1: I don't. It's really wonderful.
0: It seems like we just started doing this podcast like a couple of weeks ago, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I still don't have the name down.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm still, still a little bit confused. He calls it the gospel focused. Right. But I'm getting closer. The Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. That's what it's called. Right. Thank you for getting that right. Yeah. So we thought we would do something a little special with this podcast. Now, of course, you guys know if you've been listening, we're really focusing on training and equipping people to be effective on the sidewalk and really uh, training and equipping you to just be an effective pro-life voice. With a gospel-centered focus, of course, gospel-focused.
1: That's why you're
0: confusing me. I'm confusing you a bit. But that's not the goal. The goal is actually to help equip people so that they're not confused. That's right. But this is going to be, hopefully, I I think it'll be equipping for sure. But um, I think it'll just generally be a blessing. So what we did for our 100th episode is we went Actually, on the sidewalk. So you guys will hear the audio is not going to be as good as it is here in the studio here in our office. Um, But we went out on the sidewalk with our volunteers, some that have been out there for a long time, some that have been out there for a few months or or a year or so Mm -hmm. of varying, you know, uh, commitments and and, and all of that stuff. Uh, but we recorded them on the sidewalk, some of them in the RV, actually, the right. mobile ultrasound yeah. unit.
1: We tried to get people that were on different days of the week so that we got a full yeah. you know, taste and, and in, in different facilities as well.
0: Yeah. And so we took our local volunteers and we just asked them, share for us your favorite testimony mm-hmm. or a word of encouragement. Mm-hmm. And we really thought that it would be a blessing to you guys to hear these. So we're going to play them for you. We have actually, um, we didn't get all of our volunteers to do this. Some of them just refused because they didn't want to be, uh, they didn't want to have their voice recorded. Some of them just weren't available. But We got about, I think, 18 or so yeah. testimonies of just some awesome people. Right. You guys, these are the most awesome people that exist on the face of the planet. They really are. Sacrificial, mm-hmm. again, from varying backgrounds and denominations and and all of that some are homeschool moms some are retired folks some are everything in between and so anyway we want to listen through these with you guys and then maybe just share something to kind of springboard off but really just want you to hear our local volunteers and hear some of the encouragement uh, that they would give to you and stories that they've been a part of yeah so you ready for that
1: I am I can't
0: wait all right so let's start First one we're going to start with, this is this is Mandy. Love Mandy. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So here's what Mandy has to share.
2: Hello,
3: my name is Mandy. I've been volunteering um, on the sidewalk for almost two and a half years now, and I wanted to share a precious story um, of a mom that God allowed me to meet about a year ago. Her name is Mama N, and um, she stopped for me in the sidewalk, for me on the sidewalk, and... Um, God allowed me to go on the mobile ultrasound unit with her and it was amazing to see the Lord work in her heart that day and um, as she watched her baby kick on the ultrasound, um, God just softened both of their hearts that day and um, it was amazing to see that and and to keep in contact with her throughout her pregnancy and then the moment that I held her son, um, I cried and I just praised the Lord for him softening her heart. And that was um, very touching for me just to be actually to see that was my first time that God allowed me to see a mom um, and be with a mom and um, almost walk beside of her. She had a mentor, but um, I still kept in contact with her. Um, And just to be able to, to be a part of that, I'm very thankful for.
0: Yeah. So that was Mandy and uh, we're going to play these for you. I just wanted to play that first one and just kind of talk, about Mandy and talk about what she shares, but also just mentioned that you can hear in the background, like I said, these are recorded mm-hmm. on the sidewalk and you can hear in the background somebody yelling or something like that. I think that's one of the pro-abortion people in the background right. yeah. making a ruckus there, yeah. which is kind of funny. But Mandy, I mean, you can just hear it from her voice, just a sweet spirit. Mm-hmm. She loves Jesus. And just sharing this testimony is kind of one of the promises that we make for people. If you go out there on the sidewalk, God will use you to save babies. yeah. Yeah. And she was able to experience that and, and walk with this mom, and then of course hand this mom who chose life with her um, off to a mentor, which is ultimately right. the goal, right? So, and
1: that she got to hold the baby. Yeah, you know that's that's a huge blessing that we don't always get, but uh, but what a what a blessing and and to watch the Lord working in their heart. That's a very common theme. Yeah. I think we'll hear from others. It's well, you you see God in action. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
4: Um, Hey, it's Kara. I've been out here on the sidewalks with Love Life for about seven months. And I think something that has, that I would encourage people who are thinking about getting into Love Life, if you have even the least inkling to, you know, speak for the unborn, um, something that keeps me coming out here is that I know every day that these ladies who are waking up, you know, to come to this clinic um, where they know that they're coming to abort their baby, I know that many of them have probably cried out to God at some point during this journey asking for a sign or just asking them to make himself known. And I think when we're out here as the hands and feet of Jesus that we are those answers to prayers that so many women um, in our community are praying um, the mornings that they know that they're coming to La Trobe. And so I think that's just something I would put out there to encourage anyone who's thinking um, to help just be the hands and feet in Jesus out here as a sidewalk counselor. Um, that's just been something that's encouraged me the last six months to keep coming out here.
5: Yeah, I'm uh, Dave Caesar, and I've been coming out here for five years. Uh, I came up here with the uh, barbers uh, who are currently in Lebanon uh, on a missions trip with their ten children. But I, what the, when I came out here, uh, I started uh, being with them, and next thing I know, they they're gone. They take off to Georgia to go to mission school, so I've got big shoes to fill. So I've asked the Lord uh, if this was my calling and he never said no it's not. So I've been here for five years supporting the sidewalk counselors, praying for them, and um, just making my presence known. Uh, Even if you don't want to come up here and cry out to these ladies and offer them help. Come up here and pray. Let them see you. Let's support them. It's important to do. And uh, that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm support for them.
0: Yeah. So Kara, who's pretty new, yeah. Been coming out for how long? How long did she say a couple of months? Yeah, some um, a brief time. Yeah, it's yeah. been a real blessing. She's one of those that kind of just jumped right in there yeah. Yeah. and speaks about like many of our counselors. And like if you're out at an abortion center in any amount of time, you'll find out these women are praying for a sign.
1: We hear it all the time.
0: Yeah, and can so, you
1: imagine being the answer to prayer? Yeah, and that's how they perceive us. Exactly, we are the answer to prayer for a life to be saved.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so that's the encouragement, like be a yeah, sign. Who is supposed to mm-hmm. be assigned to these women but mm-hmm. those who belong to Jesus? And then, of course, Dave, I call him Motorcycle Dave because he used to drive a motorcycle. He doesn't drive it anymore for now, some reason. No, he's got all kinds
1: of issues now. Yeah. It's probably not safe.
0: But he comes out there, and he doesn't really engage. Now, I'm he doesn't sure talk. he would if he needed to, but right. he's uh, he's out there with our team and really out there praying, just he interceding. Is, he
1: prays, and the thing about Dave, he just has the biggest, most beautiful, vibrant Smile and um, and he's always smiling, and it is. We are always encouraged when we see him, he just is a a joyful presence out there. And he raises such a good point. We all can't do everything, but we all can do something, and he does what he feels he is able to do, yeah,
0: thankfully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, next, we're going to hear from actually probably one of my favorites. Mm, I'm not supposed to have favorites, but the Saturday team. Is yeah. my favorite because they're they're kind of my team. That's right. when I'm out there right. uh, most often now. And Saturdays are so hard. They are. They're. I mean, every day's hard, but mm-hmm. Saturdays especially hard because there's a lot of pro-abortion people, even a lot of police there, and some police that actually give us a hard time. So it could be a bit of a challenge. But Francine, who you guys are going to hear from in a minute, has actually been faithful out there. Uh, Before cities for life even existed before love life existed before really there was any kind of pro-life ministry officially out there. She'd been out there and really has a powerful testimony herself, uh, which I actually recorded and we did a podcast with her months and months and months and months and months Mm -hmm. ago, but I never Mm -hmm. put it out there because the audio for some reason didn't do well. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I have to re re record -record her testimony because she has a testimony of placing her child for adoption when she was younger Um, But let's hear from from Francine uh, for testimony being out on the sidewalk.
6: So my name is Francine Hikes. I've been coming out here to the sidewalk in front of Latrobe for a good long while. And a number of years ago, before all the hoopla with the pro pro aborts and all the hoopla with barricades on Saturdays, um, I was on the sidewalk talking to. A young man who was sitting in the parking lot, um, sitting on the curb in the parking lot, and he looked like he was not listening to me. He was—he looked like he was completely ignoring me, uh, you know, playing with his phone, texting, whatever. And I kept talking to him for about 10, 15 minutes, and then his girlfriend, wife—I don't know came out, they talked for a few minutes, and she went back in. So I was very disappointed. And then a few minutes later, here she comes back again. (laughs) And she started talking to him again, and he started talking to her, and he was very enthusiastic. I couldn't hear him. But he was using his hands, and and it looked like he was exhorting her and encouraging her. And she started to cry, and he started to cry. And they stood there with their arms around each other, just crying. I'm crying also, not knowing 100% exactly what's going on. But when they got hold of themselves again... They turned and they walked to their car and they left. And when they turned around to leave, this young man turned back and looked at me and waved and gave me a thumbs up. I was thrilled. They went home, had their baby. I don't know anything more about the story, but don't give up. The moral of the story is even when they look like they're not paying any attention to you, even when they look like they're not hearing you, their hearts aren't being touched, that's what it looks like, but God, but God.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Francine.
7: Hey, my name is Kathleen. I've uh, been a Cities for Life uh, sidewalk counselor uh, for about four or five years now. I began pro-life ministry in '88, an and um, been off and on, but been consistent at La Trobe for the past four or five years. Um, one of the biggest um, intimidation factors, or whatnot, that can intimidate some people uh, is the opposition that uh, shows up because they they do nothing but annoy us and try to intimidate us and whatnot, but I have learned that I have to remember that I'm here to speak up for the children. I'm here to speak for the Lord. I'm not here. For, of course, the opposition doesn't know the Lord, so they get uh, shared to every time. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just have to focus and remember that I'm here to speak up for the children. One of the biggest the most exciting experiences I've had is a couple that we gave literature to and they stopped in the driveway we had just a few seconds to talk to them the father eventually came out we talked to him and someone suggested that he go in and have her come out but his wife was already back in the back and so he told them that I need to see her because we have a family emergency and that was the code words that they needed, I guess, because they came out and I went on the RV with them, got the sonogram, or the, I'm sorry, the ultrasound, and uh, she got to see the baby, and we shared many resources that we have with them, and we were able to help them with what they needed. The, so that was just a very exciting time.
1: I love that. Uh, I'll I'll start with uh, Kathleen, and then maybe you can talk about Francine's. But with Kathleen, that that story about the family emergency, I now use that. That is like one of the things I always say to the young men, because oftentimes they won't let the men go back, but they will if there's a family emergency. and, And I tell them, tell them it's a family emergency because your family will never face a greater... Emergency than the imminent death of your child, and uh, so you can truthfully go back and 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 say that that you need to see your wife or your girlfriend for the family emergency. But she's so right, being intimidated by the opposition. But the way to get beyond that is to just put your focus back on where it has to be always out on the sidewalk. Keep your focus on the Lord and on on the mission, which is uh, speaking for those unborn babies. So she she talked about some just really important key key elements in being a successful long-term sidewalk counselor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, Well, yeah, just to talk about a little bit of what Francine was talking about and just kind of reiterate that point when she says, don't give up. Yeah. That's, that's a truth. I think that we've learned over the years because we can be easily, I guess, shaken or I don't know, get discouraged because no one's listening to what we're saying or apparently no one's listening, but, Listen, God's word doesn't return void. I think that's the Mm -hmm. point there. And we need to press in and just be faithful to deliver God's mail. And then if they're able to come over and talk to us or willing, help them like we talked about in the past, help them to open the mail and all of that. But we've got to be faithful. Speak the word. God will do something. And we'll see stories like that happen.
1: Yeah. And I I literally got chills when she said he turned around, gave her a thumbs up and waved. And, you know, that little touch of you helped me helped us to make that decision what what a uh, wonderful reward
0: yeah absolutely yeah
8: hello i'm vivian chavez uh, and i just would like to tell you that i've been volunteering here for the last uh, 11 months Uh, and and i just would like to tell you that um, we need so 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 many people as you may see uh the world is upside down now and there are lots of families and women and men that are very confused and they need uh, help so um, we, we really need the, the body of Christ to rise up and come together and, and there are so many places that, that, that we can help. Um, if, if we are um, afraid because we are not trained, uh, there is Always away, God got trainers, and there is a, a beautiful group here, um, brothers and sisters, that can uh, train us and help us and, and guide us. So I, I encourage everyone to uh, set up and, and come and just get ready, just get available. Uh, no help is a little help. We there is always uh, many things that we can do. Thank you. Okay, my name's Pam and I'm volunteering at Planned Parenthood. Um,
9: my advice would be to pray and to um, go and shadow someone at Planned Parenthood or one of the other sites and just see if that's what you want to do. If it is what you want to do, I would go out there and have your church group or your prayer group pray for you and just. Um, don't be afraid. Stand up for the babies. Um, and I, I would just say that um, if the sovereign God of the universe is for us, who can be against us? Go ahead and get out there and volunteer.
0: Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That was that was good from Pam and from Vivian. You notice Vivian. Is actually one of our Spanish-speaking counselors. Very
1: valuable because yeah. there's a, a big Hispanic population that ends up coming here, sadly.
0: Yeah. yeah. And you see in both of those kind of – in both of their testimonies really a common thread of mm-hmm. it's scary. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We, we acknowledge that. It's yeah. scary, especially in – you know, if you're kind of just have been a pew sitting Christian, hadn't stepped out and shared your faith a lot, it can mm-hmm. be really scary to mm-hmm. get out on the sidewalk and confront the evil of abortion. Yeah. Thank God, as Vivian said, there's training. You know, we've we've done some training. We'll continue to do some training. Mm-hmm. We want to train you guys. And we've done training in this podcast, kind of what this podcast has been about. Um, but you've got to take that step of faith.
1: Yeah. Just and, get out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And as Pam said, it's like, really, if the sovereign God of the universe is with us, right. who can be against, who can us? Be against yeah. us? What
1: a wonderful line to remember as you're out there.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. You can not overcome the fear, and there are people that are going to help you yeah. in, in the training.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that she mentions, which I think is really a, a, an important point mm-hmm. when we train people locally, is shadowing. Right. Yep. Being under people that at least. Think they know what they're doing, right? Yeah, and they've uh, done it
1: for a while. Yeah, they at least have experience.
0: Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of how we do training. Uh, we, if someone wants to get involved with us, the first touch would be to come out and shadow a team, just right. see if that's for you.
1: And they don't do anything but shadow. We, yeah, we purposely want them to just take it all in. Uh, and watch what happens out there and get a sense of what, what really you're up against.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And in reality, as far as training goes, I mean, certainly again, we do trainings. We've shared about our trainings here, these podcasts, at least the past several months of episodes, there's been training specific Mm -hmm. training podcast episodes that we've done, but some of the best training is just being out there. Yes. Listening to people that have been been out there, doing it yourself, putting yourself out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. and God will use you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, the best advice I can give would be to definitely put on spiritual armor before you come out. Plead the blood of Jesus over you before you come out. Make sure you dust yourself off spiritually when you leave because you don't want to take anything home with you that you did not come with and then the results that happen out on the sidewalk they are not wins or losses for us we're just meant to be faithful and put what god puts on our heart out for the mothers and fathers the results are totally up to god amen and that was uh, that was sam He's so gentle humble. Giant. Yeah, he's so humble he didn't introduce himself. Right. <laughs> but uh Sam's an awesome guy. He really is. He he volunteers actually in the mornings out here on Saturday at the La Trobe Abortion Center with the prayer walks. And then he comes in the afternoon and covers the afternoon on the sidewalk team.
1: And he usually doesn't leave till the last car leaves. Yeah. Which can sometimes be four o'clock. So he's been there from eight to four.
0: Yeah. Sometimes. And let me tell you, Sam proves uh, wrong this mm-hmm. this notion that only women could reach other women. Right. Sam, if you were to see Sam, you would think Sam must drive a Harley. Right. Yeah. He looks like a biker, dude, yeah. got a long beard. You might think he's kind of a rough looking redneck guy or something like that. He's he's a gentle giant, though. He really is. And God has used him. I mean, how many babies have been saved? So
1: many. I mean, I get texts. Uh, I go home at noon, and yeah. um, and from noon to 12, uh, uh, from 12 to 3, Sam is there. I get text almost every Saturday afternoon, God gave me another one. And I love how he always phrases that. He recognizes and gives the glory to God. And he said that. He said the results belong to God, not us. Yeah. And I think that's why he's able to be out there in what can be a discouraging time because there usually are not that many saves in the afternoon, or they they don't tell you. Yeah, But they seem to tell Sam.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he's got to minister to women, too, that have had the abortion to come out and that they're broken afterwards. Mm -hmm. And he's able to pray with them and they open up. Again, Sam kind of dispels that notion that you got to be a a woman to reach women. Certainly, God uses that. But God uses men, too, like Sam, kind of gruff looking guy. You would think nobody ever stopped for him. They stopped for him all the time. Why? Because he's got the Holy Spirit that's in him. That's right. He is. He loves with Jesus the Spirit. and he loves people, and yes. that's evident. It is. Yeah, it is.
9: Hey everybody, uh, I was going to talk to you about some things I've learned on the sidewalk and just some advice, and I, I think maybe my first thing is to uh, be in the Word daily, uh, be prayed up, uh, pray the armor of God, pray for others on the sidewalk, and. To me, things like calling out, that, that can be very intimidating when you start out, you don't know what to say. Um, and I've just learned that, that there's going to be times where the Holy Spirit just just fills your, your mouth and your mind and the words just flow and then there's other times you, you stutter and stammer and you feel like, you know did I say this right? Was this right? Was this wrong? Was it too much? But just know that there's always going to be fruit and seeds planted and don't ever let that stop you from, from speaking out and uh, be in prayer be in prayer um, and just constantly ask the Lord to help you um, whether the people that stop for you are people there for abortion or there to argue with you or whatever just constantly uh, be in prayer about you know Lord what should I say um, and, and he will let you know and, and don't worry if you think, well, I should have, could have, would have said this or that, um, and that sort of thing, and just know He's with you. He's got you, and um, and when you get a chance, when, when the, uh, the mom or dad has enough time walking in, if you can share out, you know, shout out some of the gospel.
10: Um, so I, I guess to me that's the main thing. Hey, so... Um One of the most amazing experiences that I had on the RV was with a young couple that was on their way into the clinic that uh, we were able to stop. Uh, I think they were just confused. They just didn't know where to turn. They weren't totally set on abortion, but they didn't know uh, really what their options were. Uh, The most amazing thing that happened during that time on the RV was to watch the dad and his response to the whole thing. And it it really showed me that the dads really need to be targeted. If we are uh, able to get to the dads, once that dad comes along, it seems to give the green light to the mom. I mean, the dads are the leaders. And when the moms know that the dads are on board, then that fear seems to melt away. But that man was so excited about the baby. He was so excited about the resources that um, the Monroe Health Pregnancy Center had for men um, took all the literature, and um, they left with big smiles on their faces, eager to take everything that was available to them. That was Lisa, the second? Yeah,
1: okay. yep, that was Lisa. I, I wasn't sure I recognized the voice. So uh, Debbie is uh, one of our very faithful people out at a different center here in Charlotte, at, um, over on Wendover, really hard place to reach the women, and I think she captured one of the most important, we, we repeat this over and over again, be in the Word, be in prayer. And then our third one is be in church. She didn't mention that. But be in the Word and be in prayer were for her some really strong encouragements. And the other thing she said that that really struck me, and it's so true, don't second guess yourself. Yeah. Because you always could have said something different, better, whatever. Let it go. God has worked in, he has used you, he has spoken through you, just know you've done your best at that moment and trust that his word will not return void. I thought that was such good advice.
0: Yeah, yeah, because the way the devil can really neutralize people is, especially when the situation doesn't go the way you want it to, You, you pour into a mom that stopped and talked, you've given her everything, and tried to give her every reason not to go through with the abortion. She goes into the abortion center yeah. and that's when the shoulda, coulda, woulda stuff comes. You should have right. said this, you could have did this, and that, and this and that. And the devil can really neutralize people and think, well, should I even be out here? Because after all, I, I can't do anything right. Yeah. Don't second guess yourself. It's not about you, right? And it's not your words that's going to change a heart. It's got to be the Holy Spirit. It's got to be God's word. So just be faithful, like Debbie said, yeah. to walk with God, to be in prayer and leave the results into his hands. Right,
1: right. And I love what Lisa said about um, the father. That is so true. Uh, we've said it many times, and I, I, I know Love Life has often spoken of this, is that the abortion crisis is a problem with the men. Yeah, that, absolutely. That if, if men would just stand up and be the, uh, the person that God designed them to be, the father, the, the faithful husband, um, the protector, then I think that there would be so many less abortions. Yeah. And one of the things we often counsel the men is, do that. Yeah. Be that. Be that man that God designed you to be. Speak courage into the men, and they can. That's often all the woman needs to see.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. If you can win him over, mm-hmm. then he can win her over. Right. Yeah. Lisa
1: was privileged to see that. We we do see that. Yeah. All, all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Hello, I'm Jessica and I serve with the Monday team and probably the most encouraging thing to me is I get so excited when I go on the Facebook page to read what others are doing but when Vicki will report back that someone has reached out to her a year later or another one of the team leads and, and say a year ago I was there and I took your literature or I saw you standing out there but I didn't stop and I didn't let anybody know but I chose life so those are the most encouraging to me because it says that the things that we don't see there is major things still happening even though we don't see the fruit that we definitely know that we're making an impact
2: hi this is chrissy evans and i come out to latrobe to the abortion mill at la Trobe on mondays wednesdays and thursdays and i just have a little testimony to tell you about uh it's not a happy one this is from a young gal that was walking down the street here and just tears were streaming down her face. And I went over to her and I asked her, I said, what what is the problem, how can we help you? She said, it's too late. And I said, what do you mean it's too late? She said, I already killed my baby. I thought I wanted to have the abortion, but that's not what I wanted. As soon as I had that abortion, right at the moment that they killed my baby, I knew I had made the wrong decision and it's been on my heart for this past week and now I'm here all I want to do is get the pictures of my baby's ultrasound so I can make a memorial for this little child and that just broke my heart and another woman that I talked to she had an abortion 40 years ago and she figured it wasn't the right time to have a baby so she had the abortion well a couple years later she got married. And then they wanted to have a child. Well, the only child she was ever blessed with by God was the child she killed, and that has been on her heart every day, even though she's, even though she has repented of it. She still thinks of that child every day of her life. So I just want you to know that abortion does kill babies and it does harm
1: women. This is a great, great testimonies. Two yeah. wonderful, wonderful women. Yeah, Both are on the Monday team. Chrissy's been out there for how long? 15 years, 20 years. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I think I
0: have week. to backtrack a little bit. I said uh, Francine and Kathleen were my favorite. I think Chrissy yeah. might be my favorite, yeah. actually.
1: Yeah, Chrissy's... Uh, I think uh, they're
0: all my favorites. They're is that all my right?
1: favorites for different reasons. They all have such different personality strengths. But Chrissy is such a humble... I was shocked she would do this because yeah. she will not really... she does not want any notice given to her. Yeah. Huge encourager of others, but she really is kind of tries to stay out of the limelight.
0: Yeah. She's going to be one of those people in heaven that she's going to have a hard time holding her head up because her crown's going to be so heavy. So heavy. It's going to be so filled
1: with jewels. And oh man, but, um, but her story was heartbreaking and we, we definitely see it. The the moms that regret and the the pro aborts think we're making it up that, that women can't regret abortions or that they can't have children following abortions and Chrissy put the
0: light of both of those in these these stories. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Now, what Jessica shares is something that, you know, to me, it it, it makes me weep when I think about it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. In the fact that the Lord lets us hear Mm -hmm. about these moms that choose life, even a year or two. I know one testimony, this lady, three, four years later, she never told us that she chose life, but God orchestrated it somehow. That through the grapevine, we found out this young lady chose life. We hear those testimonies a lot, and it just speaks to that reality that we say that if you're out there, God's going to use you, and babies are going to be saved. You might not find out about it right away. You might not find out about it until you stand before the Lord, and He shows you babies that were saved, but God is doing work when you're out there sharing His Word. When His church shows up, God does something.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think there was one that returned with her eight-year-old, showed us her eight-year-old, Recently, that was a that, that was actually a, a
0: grandparents. So it was a okay, it was, it was the a grand grandmother and grandfather right. brought their eight year old grandson. And
1: we'd never known. Yeah. Eight years ago, that child was saved at that very abortion center. The grandparents wanted to come and just say thank you yeah. to we weren't the same people, probably that maybe some of us were. Christian yeah. might have still been there. I'm sure. But,
0: yeah.
1: Um, yeah. It, it, it reminds you, um, don't despair when
11: you think there's been no fruit because there has.
0: Yeah. Been. yeah. You just
11: may not see it. Right. Yeah. away. Amen. My name is Elaine and I'm one of the newest volunteers out here on La Trobe on the Monday team. It has been so rewarding being out here. Um, This is truly the front line. I didn't know exactly what to expect as a newcomer um, but coming out here has really opened my eyes to what's really going on uh, not only here in the natural but also in the spiritual realm. There's much spiritual warfare out here but no matter what the reward has been so great. Um, One of the things I would think I would want to bring um, to deliver to anybody that's wanting to come out here. Uh, one of the key things is to stay focused when you're out here. There's so many distractions. Uh, they have been trained to distract us and just stay focused on the reason why we're here and it's for the women that's coming here. Um, it's just, it's just very important just to focus on them and not to be distracted. So I, I encourage anyone to come out here if you feel like you're being called to this. It's not for everyone, um, but it's, it's, been, it's been awesome. It's been awesome and um, I enjoy being here.
12: Hey, I'm Kayla Stalsfuss. I'm with the Tuesday team. Pro-life work is frontline stuff. Of course, there are the beautiful parts, the soft hearts, the brave women who choose life over death, the first glimpse of a heartbeat of a tiny, perfectly formed baby. But there are also the parts that aren't so nice like the pro-choice crowd who keeps up a running commentary with music and kazoos and insults though only a thin property line divides us physically our points of view are worlds apart most weeks i can handle the barrage of lies and contempt but last week it finally got to me in the wake of my agitation which took me a week to work through i wrote this letter dear pro-choice friend i don't know your name and you don't know mine But that didn't stop your pain and anger from erupting onto me and everyone around who disagreed with you. It didn't stop you from judging me by standards you don't even hold yourself to. It didn't stop you from spewing accusations disguised as questions. It didn't stop you from hurling profanity and insults, hurting yourself just as much as me. When you proclaimed adoption to be child abuse, I saw how broken you were inside and ached for you. When you declared that a child's right to live is determined by whether or not it is wanted or will have a good life, I wondered what pain you experienced in your childhood. When you glibly said how happy and relieved you were after your abortion, I wondered what wounds you were hiding. When you said it's impossible to come out of trauma and pain stronger than before, I wondered what hopelessness felt like. I want you to know that healing is possible, that you don't need to keep your wounds raw, that scars can be beautiful. I want you to know that human life is sacred, which means your life is sacred. I want you to know that blood has been spilled for you so that you no longer need to be mired in the worst parts of your humanity, but can be what you were created to be. I want you to know that life can be beautiful. I don't know your name and you don't know mine, but I love you anyway. I can't do much. I can't fix your messed up family life, promise you that following God will mean bliss or stitch up the bleeding wounds in your heart, but I can be Christ to you. I can give you soft words for profanity, love for hate, and respect for vitriol. You might close your mind to any possibility of God's existence, but that doesn't keep him from loving you. All my love, Kayla.
0: Amen. What that a was, what a powerful uh, uh letter and yeah. just a, a powerful dynamic that you see here. So you yeah. have Elaine. It's mm-hmm. Elaine, right?
1: Right, Elaine. Who's on the Monday new. team?
0: Brand mm-hmm. new I don't I don't think I've met her and face to face. She's
1: only been out I don't maybe five or six weeks now. Yeah.
0: More. Yeah. And so you have her and then you have Kayla and, of course, again, both sharing kind of that that spiritual battle that this is. It's yeah. out there. And Kayla really speaking from her heart on reaching out to this pro-choice person. I mean, let's face it. Those people are out there to be a hindrance and, yeah. and really, as, as uh, Elaine said, to be a distraction. Yeah. And we're supposed to love them. And it's awesome that, that Kayla wrote this letter and yeah. the fact that, you know, just think about that—the heart that she has. Because if you guys, we can't play for you on this podcast because we want children to be able to listen to this podcast. But if you listen to some of the garbage that they spew, right. and if you've read our reviews on this podcast, you you, you got a good idea that yeah. to be able to 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 give back love and mercy and kindness in exchange for that is only something that the Holy Spirit can do through a person.
1: Absolutely, and it's so powerful and such an expression of Christ. And they see it every day when we're able to do that. And Kayla expressed it. I I loved when she said, your scars can be beautiful, that she was able to see into the souls of these people that are persecuting her and hating her and being so nasty. And, And she wants to heal. She wants to heal them. And she wants to love them. And she sees that they're wounded and understands that all of that hatred and awful stuff that's coming out of them, it's out of wounds um So that was really great and e- Elaine is um, uh, she's brand new, but she is very, I mean she is no stranger to spiritual warfare or the gospel. She actually runs a ministry where she they go door to door knocking on doors and sharing the gospel. She sees, Dozens of people saved a, yeah. a week. I mean, she's she, – and so she really knows about spiritual warfare, and, and she felt that the Lord was still calling her beyond and above what she's already doing, that this is a, a battlefield that she needed to be a part of. Yeah. And so uh, she's absolutely right that um, it is intense spiritual warfare, and stay focused, stay yeah. focused on on the mission. Yeah,
0: yeah, good word.
1: Hi,
13: my name's Mary Beth, and I've been a sidewalk counselor with Love Life on La Trobe Drive in front of the abortion clinic for a couple of years now, and I've learned so much being out here. It has really helped me to get out of my comfort zone, to step out in faith, and um, I've learned so much. One of the things that I would like to share is um, just a strategy that God gave me coming here because it's really easy to get distracted and lose focus especially with the opposition that we have to look at them and what they're doing and what they're saying but the one word that God has spoken to me consistently when I've been here is to stay focused and to stay in an attitude of worship and so that is one thing I would really encourage anybody to do because it's so easy to to look at the things um, going on around you and lose um, that sense of purpose of being here, and we're here for the babies. We're here to be a voice for those that have no voice. And as the moms get out of their cars, I often picture that little baby, that little unborn child in their belly, and I watch that mom as she walks in, and I look at that baby, and I see the the love and the value that um, God has for that baby, and it gives me a passion to call out even louder, even stronger for the life of that child and really really looking at that child. So that is one thing I've really tried to do when I'm down here and um, continually just stay in prayer an attitude of prayer. When the mom goes in we don't, it doesn't stop there. We continue to pray. We pray for the mom as she's prepping, as she's getting ready, that God would intervene in the life of that child and in the life of that mom. So um, that is one of the things I really try to do when I, when I come down here. Obviously Satan doesn't want us to be here, and one of the things he does do is, is try to distract us. But, um, you know, there's that scripture that says, set your mind on the things, uh, things above and not on the things of the earth. And I meditate on that scripture and really stay focused on the Lord and what He wants to accomplish every Tuesday that I come.
14: Hey, y'all. This is Lori, and I serve on the Thursday team at La Trobe in the morning. I just wanted to give a message of encouragement to anyone who's thinking about coming out on the sidewalk. I've been doing this for almost two and a half years or so. And at the very beginning, I would physically get sick before coming to La Trobe. I would be nauseous and just not able to get out of the bathroom to even get in the car to be able to come. But It did get better after a while. I still have this feeling of dread as I come there. But once I'm there, just the encouragement of our team and the way everyone works together and seeing God's plan play out literally right before your own eyes is just the most encouraging thing you could imagine. I will promise you that this is the hardest thing that I've ever done. It is also the most rewarding thing that I've, already, that I've ever done. And I just want to keep on doing it because I feel like if I quit, then Satan wins, even when I have to battle through the upset stomach and the stress and the tension. But God will get the glory.
1: Mary, Mary Beth, um, when she said step out of your comfort zone, every single one of us who's ever been a sidewalk counselor has had to do that. It is not comfortable. To, to do what we do. but uh, when you do step out in faith and out of that comfort zone, uh, it, you know it is so rewarding and, and that kind of is piggybacks off of then what Lori said. I, I say that all the time that it's the hardest thing I've ever done but also the most rewarding thing yeah. that I've ever done.
11: Yeah, absolutely. Many people,
1: many people express that. Oh, yeah. That and there.
0: even, strangely, I share this with people and people don't believe me, but mm-hmm. as long as I've been doing this, I'm sure as long as you've been doing this, mm-hmm. there's still a, a, an amount of anxiety that I feel even mm-hmm. coming down Latrobe Drive yep. and just realizing I'm facing evil right here at the gates of hell. Yeah. And uh, it can be intimidating. Yeah. Thankfully, again, like the Scripture says... Greater is he who is in us than he right. who is in the world. Yeah. So yeah. we have to remember that. Yeah.
1: But And that getting sick, physically sick, I think um, I I certainly have experienced that also. And I think a lot of people do. And a lot of people give up. They yeah. They say, then, I can't do this because it's, it's going to kill me <laughs> physically. Yeah. But when you endure, when you persevere, when you keep continuing – that is how you resist the devil, and he does finally give up, at least to some degree. Yeah. It, it, it did get easier. Like Lori said, it, it got easier for me as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, we're going to wrap this up, but I do have one more, and I saved the best for last. Oh, this is kind of okay. like a bonus testimony. Okay. Okay. Like I said, I saved the best for last. Well, I bet I
1: can guess who it is.
0: Who do you think it is? I think it's your wife. It's my wife. Oh, okay. and that is absolutely true. <laughs> so I'm going to get her to share, and then we'll wrap this up. That'd be awesome.
15: Hi, guys. My name is Courtney Parks, and I am a registered nurse on board Help Pregnancy Center's mobile ultrasound unit. I've been doing that for about ten years, and I just wanted to um, just share a word of encouragement um, that has really helped me over the past ten years of doing this, and that is um faithfulness and i've just seen how when we are faithful to show up and proclaim the gospel and do what god has called us to do no matter what the result is no matter if we see fruit no matter if we see baby saved if we don't talk to anybody all day every day for a week god is still faithful and he shows up and I have just seen, the um, just over the past 10 years, the fruit of that, and um, I just want to encourage you guys to uh, keep doing what God has called you to do, be faithful, because God is faithful to honor that. Um, so, that's my word of encouragement.
1: That is awesome, and I would expect nothing less than Courtney saying, be faithful, because God is faithful, I loved how she says that. So yeah. we are to reflect the Lord in, in in how we're out there. And I've never really thought of that that we are to be faithful in showing up because God is so faithful. Yeah. In um in providing and caring and loving and yeah. forgiving. Yeah. And all He does for us, yeah. He He never gives up on us, and we really should never give up on on His precious children that are being slaughtered. Amen. In that abortion side. Amen.
0: Well, you know, when it's all said and done, if we look at things in light of eternity, Mm -hmm. uh, the difficulties and the things that we go through to be out there, whatever they might be, um, it's all worth it. Right. Yeah. And in reality, the Lord has privileged us to be a part of what he's doing. Like God doesn't need us. Mm -hmm. God doesn't need us at all. And yet he chooses to use us. And if you think about what we're talking about and thinking about all these testimonies and, and what these folks are saying, what is God using us to do? He's using us to save people who are scheduled to die. Right. He's using us to proclaim the gospel that takes someone who's headed to hell and sets their feet on the path to heaven to eternity with him because he's done that in our lives. Right. So yeah. we're just doing, as Jesus said, freely you have received so freely give and, and so that's that's the heart of all of these people. That's why I say I could say every one of these people are my favorite. I want to say that through all these testimonies like, oh, she's my favorite. No, right. she's my favorite.
1: And there were a couple of others just so that they know, in case they're listening, that the audio just really didn't work out because there was so much background noise. So, yeah. so we would have played them, but we we just couldn't. because So for another podcast, the next hundred.
0: Yeah, at our maybe two hundredth or something <laughs> like that. Maybe we'll, we'll play that. But we hope this was a blessing to you guys. We appreciate you guys listening. We hope that you will share this podcast with friends that you think would be blessed by it. And uh, we encourage you to reach out to us. Maybe you've got some ideas for future podcasts, subjects that we can cover. We'd love to cover those subjects. Maybe have a guest on that you would suggest us having on that would be a blessing and just help further equip people and encourage people that are involved in this ministry. So again, we appreciate you guys listening. And uh, we will um, we'll see you guys on the next episode. God bless. God bless. Give me an outlet for gratitude I know it will cost me my life But nothing's too precious since I met you